This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Well, right now we're going to talk languages. And the reason is that there's all different kinds, right? Spoken here in Metro Vancouver, when you're out and about, you probably hear them. But this past weekend, there was this gathering in downtown Vancouver where people were speaking a language that you may not have not only heard very much of, but actually just heard it in general. They were learning the Irish language. Our producer, of course, Alan Regan, who is Irish, was also there. Hi, Alan. Hi, Simi. So let me get this straight. You moved all the way to Vancouver, BC to only try to learn Gaelic? Is yeah. That- <laughs> you know, and you know, it's funny. There were so many people there who uh, traveled from all over North America to be there. And, you know, they had a better comprehension, many of them, than some Irish people, you know, who I've grown up with do, which really? is amazing. Yeah. I was telling you that, you know, years ago, I have uh, Rosetta Stone... Italian, because I've always been trying to, when I have a chance, learn some Italian. And, you know, obviously we learned French in school. I also had Rosetta Stone Spanish for a while. Like I just, I've been trying to pick up these languages and you can see the similarities in like French, Italian, Spanish. But when I was in Ireland and I saw the Gaelic on everything, I was like, I have no comprehension of what any of that says. <laughs> what are these accents? Not only yes. the accents of people's voices, but the actual things over the letters and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one thing just, just we should clear up for people as well, because people might be confused. The Irish language, isn't it the Gaelic language? Like, what is this? Yeah. Um, Gaelic is it's a group of language. Irish is one of them. Oh. So there are some you know differences between each of these languages. And uh, in Ireland, the one of the national languages is this Irish language and it was that specifically that people were here this weekend to learn. And so they came from all over, I understand, to do this. Yeah, there were people from Seattle, people from Alaska, people from Vermont. Um, and I got talking to some of these people who actually went did. there, of course. Uh, Alan's and- a very sociable person. That's why that doesn't <laughs> surprise me in the slightest. And I mean, well, actually, what's, what's cool as well is I managed to track down, I think, the person who traveled the furthest. Yeah, her name is Lindsay Hayes. Let's take a listen to, uh, in English, what uh, Lindsay, uh, where she's from. Tell me where you're from. I'm from Washington, D.C. So let me get this straight. You traveled from Washington, D.C. to Vancouver. So you paid for your airfare. You paid for your accommodation here in Vancouver. You paid for the course fees. Also, you could study Irish here in Vancouver this weekend. I did, yeah. Why? <laughs> uh, well, I've been saying it for a long time. I uh, I took it in, in college and then... Uh, when I moved to D.C., there was a, a night class uh, with a group called uh, Let's Learn Irish. And so uh, that gave me the chance to kind of keep it up. And uh, I've been traveling to Ireland to study as well for a while now. And Do you have any family in Ireland or family history of, of Irishness? Was that what prompted it initially? Or did, did you just take this up upon yourself? Yeah, my family is... Uh, I, I, I guess you could say we're pretty Irish-American, but uh, it's an old connection. My great-grandfather came over from Cork, and, uh, you know, finding people who kind of have that that common ground that you can link back to is always nice, I guess. So you started in university, is that right, as an adult? I did, yeah. So uh, my uh, freshman year at Notre Dame, I uh, decided I didn't want to take Spanish anymore. That's what I had taken in high school, and I was I was sick of Spanish. I'd had a lot of grammar. I was I was done with it, and so I thought I'll sign up for an Irish class. I'm <laughs> Irish American. This will be easy for me. That was that was not true, but uh, so you're in the highest level class here. What's remarkable is there are people who are from Ireland who have studied Irish in school for 14 years and they are actually in the lower classes. So you are here, I suppose, demonstrating a better level of expertise than people who are from Ireland, which is kind of incredible. Well, I don't know. And maybe I have no right to be there too. So you're right of it. But uh, 
you know, the more opportunities you have, the more comfortable you are moving up the level and, you know, trying out, challenging yourself, I guess. And is this your first time in Vancouver? It is, yeah. What do you think of Vancouver? Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go uh, get some Asian food after this because I heard it's really good and I haven't had it yet. But I've been telling people uh, uh, this is my first trip to Vancouver and I definitely need to come back and do another one. That is so so Vancouver, what she's done. She's from Washington, D.C. She came here to study the Irish language, and she's going to go out and get some Asian food. Mm-hmm. You cannot get anything more Vancouver than that. <laughs> what a multicultural weekend. <laughs> yes, it is. So there were lots of people you met this weekend, right? Yeah, and, and you know, and here's the thing. I mean, if, if, uh, if you learn Spanish, if you learn French, if you learn German, I suppose you need those languages to get by in certain parts of the yes. world. But even if you go to Irish-speaking regions in Ireland... I mean, the locals also know English. So I suppose learning Irish doesn't serve that kind of practical purpose. So I was so curious to learn, you know, why would people then take it upon themselves to learn Irish? And there were some local folks uh, at this event too. And I was able to speak with one of them, David McCallum. He you know, he grew up in North Bay in Ontario, but he's lived, lived in, Van- in Vancouver, in East Vancouver for the past 17 years. And, you know, uh, he started learning Irish in his teen years, stopped not long afterwards, kind of lost interest. But he picked it back up again in 2016, around the time Ireland was marking um, the centenary of this major uprising against British rule. And that proved, I suppose, to be the catalyst for Ireland's more modern independence. Um, so I suppose I wanted to ask why would someone living here in Vancouver want to learn the Irish language? And he told me that it is to do with his ancestry, it's to do with his heritage, and he wants to connect with that. It's almost easier for me to think in the, the kind of grammar of, of Irish and Gaelic because it, it, just, it just feels more natural to me. And the more I learn, it's kind of like, you know, people talk about genetic memory and stuff, and I don't know how scientific a lot of that stuff is. I, but I feel like the learning process for me it's it's almost not like learning a new language it's kind of learning a language that was already that should have been there and it's resolved a lot of the conflict in my mind I've had of just speaking English all the time and as a, as a point of identity I mean it's, it's, it just seems so crucial to me like there's there really I can't think of many countries in the world you know if you're in Italy you learn Italian if your grandparents are Italian you're probably going to learn some Italian Chinese Japanese whatever you're going to pick up I mean, that's the language of the country. So Scotland and Ireland are in the unique situation where, you know, in Scotland, it's the the indigenous language. In Ireland, it's the official national language. And the fact that everybody doesn't at least speak it somewhat, I mean, there's there's a problem and there's reasons for that. But it's, you know, it, it always baffled me how anybody could think they could study the history or the culture of of Ireland and Scotland without at least some knowledge of the language. Like, you wouldn't do that in any other culture. If you were studying ancient Rome, you learn Latin, right? Well, there are thousands of of historians and scholars that that make careers out of Irish and Scottish history, history, and they don't speak a word of the languages. And they miss so much of deep importance, and they can't access the first-hand accounts from people. And, And there's this whole thing of, like, you know, the language of your ancestors. And, you know, I've heard this more from sort of First Nations people and stuff. There's this idea of you are, you're connecting with your ancestors when, when you learn that language. And, and it, it, it gives you a connection to the past that you can sort of understand the struggles they went through, the outlook on life they had. So that's David McCallum. He's lived in East Vancouver for 17 years, grew up in Ontario. So he was also learning the Irish language. Uh, Alan, it, it sounds like it's... It's difficult to learn because it's almost that's the way it was just described. It, it can be, and I think um, you know I mentioned the proficiency that 
some of these people who are self-taught, yes. um, you know, how they how they've been able to wrap their heads around it. I think certainly the way that we were learning it this past weekend, because I attended the course in, in its entirety myself, um, it was very fun. It was very interactive. It was very focused on, you know, uh, uh, on picking up verbal skills, right. uh, which was very, very enjoyable. I think certainly for a lot of Irish people, when they study, study it in school, they, it leans very deep into Irish literature. And sometimes, you know, those stories are born out of like misery and heartbreak and, you know, <laughs> all that kind of thing, which right. when you're trying to, you know, encourage a 15 year old to get excited about it, sometimes that can be a bit of a downer. But so, I think this was good fun this weekend. So when you were growing up in Ireland, then did you not have an Irish language class, say, the way we have French classes? We, we, we would have, yeah. And it's mandatory for people right throughout um, primary school, right throughout high school. It's mandatory. You have to do several classes of this per week. But yet that proficiency, I guess, isn't there for a lot of the population, despite 14 years of this state education. You know, that reminds me, though, of like growing up, we learned French. Lots of people learned French, but you didn't learn French that would allow you to hold a conversation. And that was a complaint about the system for a really long time. I think that's changed now. I think now when you study French in school, it's definitely based on conversational French, making sure you can do that. But yeah, we learned a lot about written French not so much about how to talk to each other. And it's funny you say that because at the beginning of the weekend, we were given like, you know, a little form to fill out. And one of, it, one of the questions was, what are your objectives this weekend? What would you like to get out of it? And I was speaking with one person who answered that question by saying, I would like to know how to swear in Irish. <laughs> I take it they didn't go into that? <laughs> no. Not in the class that no, I was in? perhaps. Yeah. Uh, but there were a few Irish phrases that I oh. suppose a lot of people were able to pick up. And, you know, the weekend itself was organised by a, a man named Barra O'Scanlon from the University of Alberta. Uh, he was my instructor for the weekend. And uh, I asked him to help us out with a few handy Irish phrases. Um, so here, for instance, is how you say hello. Gia Ditch. What does that mean? That means God be with you, quite literally, but that means hello. Gia ditch. Gia ditch. Gia ditch. Gia ditch. That's how you say hello. That actually means God be with you. Literally means God be with you. Um, You can also say hi. Yeah. Uh, as well, that is spelled a little bit differently, but pronounced very similar to how we say it in, in English. Okay. But Gia Ditch. Um, if you wanted to say where you live, for instance, I live in Vancouver. Tame Imochoni in Vancouver. Tame Imochoni in Vancouver. Tame Imochoni in Vancouver. This is so fascinating to me because I love languages, but that's, I don't see any any like connection in there to any of the romance languages or anything. So it's really hard to wrap your head around that. Can you play that one more time? Tame in Mahoney to Tam, Vancouver. Tame in a homey Vancouver. It's like that. Yeah. Tame in Mahoney Vancouver. Vancouver. Mahoney. So like it's Mahoney. a Mahoney. Oh, like Mahoney. Mahoney. Okay. Yeah. All right. I got it. We got one more. And then we got one more. So we're wrapping up our conversation very shortly. So here is how we would say goodbye. Slan. Slan. Slan, yeah. So Slan. It r- rhymes with Sean, but like it's pronounced differently because it's a different word. Slan. That's just literally goodbye? Goodbye. Slan. Huh. I'm going to use these. I like these. Yeah. This was very good, but it sounds does sound very complicated. Will you do more of this? Uh, they're hoping... Well, this was the inaugural um, event of this kind. Uh, there were about 70 people there. And as I say, people traveling from all over North America to be here. Um, and it was supported by the newly opened Consulate General of Ireland in Vancouver. So certainly, I think the, uh, the there was definitely a lot of encouragement. And I think yeah. they will be coming back probably next year. We'll see. That's all to be confirmed, I, I suppose. But we'll have to uh, send you back there. so yeah, we can learn some more Irish language. Thank you for that, Alan. Slon. <laughs> Slon.